Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, uh, welcome back to the show. Welcome to the show. I say welcome back, but, you know, welcome to the show. World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Also coming to you via iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. And I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. What a pleasure it is to be with you uh, on this, our Thanksgiving week special. Uh, we are with you daily. It's been a slightly shortened schedule this week due to Thanksgiving. Uh, but never fear, you know I would not leave you with the weekend in hand without our Premier League preview pundits picks and prognostication show so that's what we're going to get to today i will be joined here shortly by uh my good friend uh guy becoming a regular contributor to the show mr nick webster will be joining us here shortly and we will be talking all things premier league football uh of course giving you our picks for the weekend matches because as i mentioned before the last thing we'd want to do is to leave you unprepared uh, as you go for get your uh, sports betting Jones or just want to enjoy uh, the games. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. And as I mentioned, I am here. You can find me here Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. And then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast if you're up late listening on Sports Overnight America. Uh, lots of big stories in the world of football uh, we will be talking about them all, well, at least some of them, including Manchester United making some, apparently some quite puzzling moves, at least to me. Uh, we'll talk about that. Let's look at the Champions League. We'll have a big roundup as the English teams continue to dominate in the uh, UEFA Champions League. We will talk about that as well. Once again, uh, Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. And I did welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. If I didn't, I'm, you know, naughty me, but welcome to the show. Great to have you with me. I'm going to step aside, gather some thoughts, see if I can find that pesky Nick Webster. We can grab him and try bring him kicking and screaming back into the studio uh, to uh, get the show done for you. So anyway, hope you're having a great Thanksgiving Day a week. We will be with you back, back with you shortly. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. I'm Nick Gieber, along with, uh, I'd like to welcome to the show, uh, my good friend and our uh, stand-in, or shall we say, contributor, Nick Webster. How are you, Nick? I'm very well. Thank you, Mr. Gibber. Mr. Gibber. I think that's your new name, Mr. Gibber. Oh, it sounds so continental. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get to today, Nick, because uh, we had a full a week a week in the Champions League, which is now behind us, and the English teams dominating 
again. Uh, you and I, however, Nick, did not cover ourselves in glory last week with our Premier League predictions. I just want to put that out there. Well, I, I do want to somewhat refute that statement, being that I was the one that picked the shock of the weekend, Watford to turn over Manchester United. So anybody who took my advice, yes, you may have lost uh, on some other... Uh, on eight of the other tens. <laughs> you may have <laughs> lost. <laughs> you would have won huge on the... Uh, Manchester United. You would have lost on eight of the other ten. But look, we enjoy sports betting. And uh, we uh, look, it is Thanksgiving week. And we know what that means. There's lots of gridiron football. And nothing goes better than gr with gridiron football than turkey and a little sports betting. I know you feel that way, Nick. Bet Online has you covered all the holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this Thanksgiving, including this weekend in the Premier League, and we'll be giving you our odds and picks uh, for this weekend in the Premier League. But head to their new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive that bonus. And it's not just gridiron football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops. I love pro hoops. NHL, boxing, UFC. Obviously, all the footy you could want, plus your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the incredible offers available for you. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Nick, I was reading in the paper. Man United are looking to. What's that? Yeah, I know. Sorry. Sorry to. <laughs> I'm sorry to ruin my reputation, but yes. Man United are set to appoint Ralph Ragnick as interim manager. Uh, Nick, this is a bit of a head-scratcher for me. Um, not quite sure why. They have Michael Carrick, who's been doing a lot of understudying. I would imagine... I I'm just shaking my head, really, because it's only a six-month appointment. He's not going to be their long-term manager. I think this is weird. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it is a strange one in my book. I mean, currently he's over in, in Russia. Um, he's he's a manager that actually hasn't won many things. I mean, he's won the German Cup a couple of times, but, I mean, the German Cup, really, a uh, little bit of a second-class event. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know he's, he's kind of old school. Um, I would have definitely kept Carrig in there for a little while longer. I mean, obviously, he's, he's going to be managing the game against Chelsea. I mean, if, if, if Carrig got a result against Chelsea, I would think it would be smart to keep him on until the end of the season. But, you know, with, with, with the caveat of not giving him a long-term contract like they did with Solskjaer. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, funnily enough, I mean, I thought he got a response from United uh, in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a 2-0 victory at Villarreal is, is a fantastic result. It's, it's a very good result, Nick. A very good result. You know, United, all they could handle at Old Trafford. So, you know, I think Carrick has come in and, and he's changed the vibe immediately. But, you know, as, as we discussed last, uh, last Friday, Nick, that old new manager bounce. Yeah, the old new manager bounce. I think it's a really odd appointment because obviously the, the guys they really want are... Pochettino and they're being having the doors shut in their face by PSG on that one and yeah. see, seemingly Brendan Rodgers although he's making 
some negotiating remarks about how happy it is that he how happy he is to be at Leicester and how you know it's disrespectful to talk about him moving. However, I have to think uh, old Brendan thinking uh, disrespectful or not, I'd love to go up to Manchester. So I think that may be something that's going on behind the scenes. But it's clear that United don't think they're going to be able to appoint anyone uh, long term before the end of the season. No, definitely not. And I think from from the Manchester United point of view. I think a long-term appointment in, in mid-season is a recipe for disaster. Let, let a new guy come in with a brand new slate and work his magic. And I think you're right about Rodgers, although I think the, uh, the shine is coming off him a little bit with Leicester. I mean, they're, they're on a little bit of a, a, a tricky run at the moment. Well, that's um, a nice way of putting it. They're, they're, they're having an awful yeah. season, let's be honest. Well, they're down in 12th place, yeah. uh, which is kind of interesting, but... Yeah, it's, it's 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 a weird one. Uh, Zidane has said he's got no interest in going there. Pochettino, I think, would give his right nut to go to Manchester United. But he but... just signed in July a, a new contract extension at PSG, <clears throat> and I don't see any way they let him go. I think it would give them it would it would remind the world that PSG are a small club in a small league. I mean, really, and well, you think... know their defeat against Man City didn't help with that either. No, no, it certainly didn't help. And but I, I, I think what Pochettino's struggling with at PSG is the fact that he's got this front three of of Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, and none of them want to play the style of football he wants to play. Yeah. So as a manager, I mean, how frustrated would you be to have these three world class jewels and not one of them's listening to you? Well, interestingly enough, you talk about the three world class jewels, and then you know they they were. After going up one nil, they were pretty much tonked by City in terms of uh, you know how they City bossed the game after that point. And you want to talk about three world class duels? Even a weakened Liverpool squad had an incredible result with lots of goals uh, uh, in the Champions League, um, uh, winning two nil over Porto. Uh, you know, so I think he's looking at what he's got and he's thinking, you know, maybe I got a player in Mbappe that clearly doesn't want to be there, right? I've got Neymar yeah. and Messi, both of whom are in the twilight of their careers, any way you look at it, as good as they are. And certainly Messi's game has changed, you know, uh, noticeably over the years. He's still an incredible player, but he's he's contributing in different ways now. Um, I, I just think he's looking at this saying, I've got great names, but I don't necessarily have a great team. Well, the interesting thing for Pochettino as well is that he's living in a hotel in Paris his family, his wife and his kids are still based in London. Yeah. And that to me is very telling. And and I know it sounds kind of corny because these guys are hardened pros and, you know, they travel the world, et cetera, et cetera. But without the stability of family and that ability to go home to something and switch off, I think it does become very tiring. And the PSG you know, churn is that they have to win the Champions League. If you don't win the Champions League, you're out on your ear. So I think Pochettino is well aware of that. And I think he's going to be a one-season wonder uh, in, in terms of this year. If he wins the Champions League, he'll leave uh, because he's done his job. And if he doesn't win the Champions League, he'll get fired and leave. Uh, I don't see them winning the Champions League this year. They're certainly not the uh, even in the oddsmakers' top four to win the Champions League right now. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, again, uh, I also fully expect after the World Cup in December in Qatar that 
in 2023, the uh, Qataris will start to divest from PSG because they're just not going to need it at that point. Uh, All right. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber, along with Nick Webster. We're having a great Thanksgiving Day discussion. Nick, I'm going to ask you what you're thankful for this this Thanksgiving week on the show when we come back. But never fear, folks. We're going to get to our complete Premier League preview for the weekend. But there is so much more to discuss. All right. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Nick, what's your Twitter? At Nick Webster. At Nick Webster on Twitter. At Nick Eber on Twitter and at Nick Webster on Twitter. Uh, we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. We're presented to you by BetOnline.ag. Nick Gieber, along with Nick Webster. We are talking all things football. We will be giving you our complete Premier League preview for the weekend just coming up as we celebrate this wonderful week of Thanksgiving. Nick, my favorite American holiday. How about yours? Yes, it's very pleasant. I and partial to a little bit of turkey and cranberry sauce and a little bit of pecan pie. Yeah, and there's no sort of expectation of gifts or any of that sort of nonsense that goes on. It's just good food and relax and don't have to worry about much of anything unless, of course, you work for the people that we work for, Nick, in which case, you know, it's work all the time. Yes. (laughs) All right. uh, We're talking Champions League football before we get into the Premier League. Uh, let's first of all talk about, well, actually, before the break, we were talking about Ralph Ragnick. And by the way, it has now been announced he has been hired, Nick. Literally, while we were in our break, the news came through. He's been hired six months. He's going to stay on as a consultant for six years, which means nothing, really. Uh, it's just how they justify paying him. They get to amortize whatever they're paying him over six years as opposed to six months. Um, I, I, as we mentioned before, I think an odd appointment. Michael Carrick got a good, solid result from there for them in the Champions League uh, midweek. Uh, another odd move from United, but you know, Nick, the one thing you can't say is that the Glazers have not supported this team. No, absolutely, they've they've thrown in a lot of money. Meanwhile, they've taken a lot of money. But to, to be fair, yes, they 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 have uh, gone into the transfer market and spent enormous amounts of money look case in point jordan sancho harry Maguire. i mean they're they're not and by the way allow me to say he is complete rubbish oh i mean he's rubbish isn't he yeah i mean (laughs) i mean really 80 million pounds on a average center back that is just bonkers it is but they did pick up jaden sancho as you mentioned of course bruno fernandez cristiano ronaldo um it, it is to hear the the Man United fans moan and complain about the Glazers is a laugh because just about any other team in the Premier League would kill to have that sort of support from their ownership, despite the fact that, yes, the Glazers are, you know, like a vampire sucking the blood from their living victim, but their living victim's actually doing quite well. So it's a bit of a symbiotic, parasitic relationship. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, Brilliant, brilliantly put, Mr. Geeper. Yeah, so uh, let's get back to the Champions League, though. We were talking about PSG, or we I'd like to talk about PSG, because 
you know, despite all of the signings, Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, um, Mbappe doesn't want to be there, Neymar, Messi in the twilight of their careers. We talked about how all the pressure is on Pochettino to win the Champions League, which he's not going to do. Uh, and I think at the end of 2023, the Qataris bail, Nick. They bought this club so that they could uh, have a foothold in European football, so they could swing the French vote, if you remember about that very uncomfortable meeting between uh, Mitter was it not not Mitterrand he was gone uh, the president Sarkozy. of Fran- yeah Sarkozy and uh, and Michel oh, Platini so I I'm mean surprised Mich- you weren't there Mr. Gibert yeah yeah Mr. Gibert uh, wait wait oh, actually I do my Arsene Wenger well, uh. but the uh, but you know mission accomplished right and now the difficulties of putting together a super team to win one competition when you're not steeled when your steel is not hardened in the fire of week after week after week high tempo highly competitive football you're seeing just how difficult that is to kind of drop in with a super team uh, like they're trying to do nick yeah i mean look they're 15 points clear in in league uh it's it's yet another cakewalk after last season's debacle and, you know, Pochettino, like he's, he's, he's got two choices, win it and walk away with the Champions League, don't win it and get fired. And then, you know, the Manchester United job is awaiting for him. And I think his family's still in London. Uh, that's very hard for a manager to come home to a hotel every night. Well, as, as Ted Lasso would, would let you know, right? <laughs> yes. Everybody needs stability. So uh, I don't expect Pochettino to be in there for the long haul. And I think you're right about the... Uh, Qatari money. I would not be surprised to see them divest themselves of PSG uh, post the World Cup. Yeah, and then that club will be in a tailspin. Look, French football is a tertiary or a secondary European league. It's certainly not on par with the Bundesliga and uh, the Premier League. And I would say La Liga, but let's talk about Barcelona, shall we? And Real Madrid. Real Madrid sort of faring in this new era a little better than Barcelona are. But still, Nick, both these big clubs struggling mightily because of their financial issues. And Barcelona right now in an absolute knife fight to the death to get out of their group in second place when you would have thought they would have been in a boxing match to, you know, for first place. Yeah, I mean, this group is, uh, is an interesting one. Obviously, Bayern have absolutely cakewalked it, five wins from five. Uh, but Benfica, they play Dynamo Kiev, who really have nothing to play for. Meanwhile, Barcelona have to go to Bayern. Now, uh, does European royalty just bend over and let uh, Barcelona win? I, I just don't think so. I think Bayern have too much pride. They love smashing teams. I mean, we saw that, uh, I think, two seasons ago when Bayern went to Barcelona and absolutely took their trousers down and gave them a spanking, something like 6 nothing at home. So I don't think this is a given for Barcelona. And given their, their money problems, dropping down into the Europa League would be an absolute financial disaster for them. Yeah, well, it's coming back uh, to haunt them a little bit. But we'll see what happens uh, as we continue to monitor uh, the Champions League. Nick, any other groups uh, surprising to you? I mean, uh, Man City are through, unbeaten. Oh, no, they, are, yeah, they did mean, lose look, one, Man excuse City- me. 
Uh, we talked about yeah. PSG. Liverpool are through unbeaten. Uh, we don't know whether it's going to be... That's, that group is still wide open, by the way. It's all going to come down to the last match between Porto and Atletico to decide who goes through in that one. Um, Ajax are through at a canter, but again, it looks like Sporting are through. But I think Borussia Dortmund's been a bit of a surprise and a disappointment, Nick. Yeah, I think if if we go through all the groups, you know, the, the Dortmund uh, result is the biggest surprise there. I mean, Group D, Real Madrid, Inter, that was that was a no-brainer. Uh, the Group E, like we just mentioned, that's still up for grabs. Group F, United are through. Villarreal may probably uh, take care of young boys and put themselves through. Group G, which, which was a bit of a nothing group. But it's wide open. That's not to insult the likes of Lille, Salzburg, Sevilla and Wolfsburg, but they're not exactly European royalty. And then Group H was a no-brainer with Chelsea and Juventus going through. So I, th- I think in terms of a Champions League group stage, the fact that there are still questions to be asked going into the last round of games is a testament to the fact that maybe this year's competition is a little bit better because I know that you and I have both spoken about the Champions League in editions past, and we've picked the top two before play even started yeah. and been right 99% of the time. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, Nick. And uh, it has been a, a very interesting Champions League season. If not for the politics, even above the gameplay. I mean, if you think about it, you've got Man United, who are desperate to salvage something from this year somewhere, right? You've got Liverpool who want to get their European trophies back in the trophy cabinet. You've got Chelsea wanting to continue to make a statement. You've got Matt, you know, wanting to maybe do the double. You've got Man City desperate to win it for the first time. Uh, and, you know, you've got PSG and all this pressure. The backstories abound in the Champions League this year. Yes, they do. You know, it's, it's great that the Champions League is finally getting the, let's call it the, uh, the soap opera the Premier League yeah. is. And I think, you know, if, if, if the Champions League, well, let's let's be honest here. If, if the Super League had come about, um, it would have been really interesting to see what the, you know, the, the soap opera of the Super League is going to be. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my Premier League and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm happy with the Premier League, Champions League and even a little Europa League action. I don't need a European Super League. I really don't. I mean, I think... There's certainly tweaking that can go to the tournament formats of the UEFA tournaments. I mean, they can always tweak them and make them better, but I much would prefer that than some European Super League where the big boys get an invite just because they're big boys. Yeah, I love the big boys get an invite. Yeah, that's that's uh, the way of the world, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, unfortunately. All right, well, we're going to get to our Premier League preview when we come back, but... Uh, Nick, uh, let's talk briefly about Chelsea because they are having a blinder of a season and I just wonder where or if they're going to have a blip. Well, I think that their last five results in in the Premier League have been fairly good other than the the surprising 1-1 draw against Burnley. Uh, But I think the the biggest concern for me right now with Chelsea is uh, old Ben Chilwell who's been having a fantastic season. Looks like he's done his ACL, which is an absolute disaster for Chelsea. He's been playing so well. And N'Golo Kante has also hurt his knee. So these are two, two huge losses for the Blues. Um, Yes, they have strength in depth. Lukaku is probably on the verge of coming back. But it it has been the likes of Chilwell, 
Uncante and uh, Reese James that have been really powering them forward in recent weeks. So I think the game against Manchester United coming up is going to be uh, a good barometer of where they are. Well, and we'll see. United with Ralph Ragnick, most likely, um, at the uh, on the bench for them as manager, and we'll see exactly what happens. You know, I wonder about Ragnick. Am I saying he's a... We only have 30 seconds, but... You know what? Let's handle this on the other side when we do our Premier League preview because that's coming up after the break, folks. Nick and Nick going to give you our patented pundits Premier League preview prognostication and pick show because you can have all those P's for your Premier League. We'll be right back after this. and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need all right nick webster that's your anthem right there i played it for you yes it is like 30 years ago <laughs> welcome back to the show world soccer radio nick geber nick webster with you you can find us on twitter i'm at nick geber n-i-c-k-g-e-b-e-r he's at nick webster and do i need to spell it for you probably not at Nick Webster on Twitter. Uh, Nick, we were talking about Man United and their big match coming up against Chelsea in the Premier League. Let's get to that when we get to that, because I actually had some thoughts about Ralph Ragnick and what it might mean to their match this weekend in the Premier League. But let's start, shall we, with what is to me, which on paper actually should be not that interesting, but this first match to me, Nick, is actually quite interesting it's at the Emirates. It's Arsenal against Newcastle. And Newcastle, dead bottom of the table. New manager, new ownership. Looks at this point like they're on an express elevator to the championship. And, and there's Arsenal, who've had an interesting season under Mikel Arteta. And, you know, despite the fact that we were talking absolute crap about them at the beginning of the season when they lost three in a row, they've, Arteta has certainly turned it around uh, albeit despite the tonking they took at Anfield. Right now, Arsenal are the massive favourites at minus 220. Newcastle plus 585. Nick, do you see Newcastle getting any points here at all? Well, actually, I, I, I think Newcastle will actually put up a decent show. They have tied three of their last four. Yes, admittedly, they haven't won any of those games. Uh, the one loss coming against Chelsea, which was no surprise. Um, Eddie Howe has been coaching i guess via skype because he's under covid protocols which are quite strict in england yeah but newcastle seem to have, to have turned a little bit of a corner you're right about arsenal they were looking great until they ran into that steamroller known as <coughs> liverpool um they are at home at the emirates they're wanting to get back on track but i think this game's going to be a little bit tighter than many people expect i do see arsenal coming out winners but i think it's going to be uh, it's only going to be a one one goal difference, so I'm I'm going to take Arsenal two one in this game. I'm I'm going to agree with you, Nick. Um, I do think that um, Arsenal are going to win it, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as easy as people think it's going to be, as you pointed out. So let's go with that two one Arsenal. I'm with you on that one. Let's say they win minus two twenty. Crystal Palace, Aston Villa is the next one, Nick. And 
Palace are, are one of these odd teams. They are either fantastic or they're kind of just average. I can't say they've ever been really, really bad. They are currently the league's draw specialists, and they've been drawing a lot of games, including their last match, uh, that six-goal shootout against Burnley. But, you know, they've only lost two matches on the season, Nick, against Chelsea and Liverpool. Uh, they are a pretty solid team. And Villa, on the other hand, um, they've been pretty bloody awful, quite frankly. Uh, but they get that new bounce with uh, a big win at home against Brighton. I'm actually going to take a draw on this one, Nick, plus 235. How, what do you think? Well, I love the fact that it's two Premier League legends going up against each other. Patrick Vieira oh, yeah. and Steven Gerrard. Steven and Gerrard. you're right about the new manager. The, the new manager bounce. I mean, Villa, Villa had been awful, and, and Gerard comes in and gets them a very good 2-0 win at home to Brighton. But I do think Crystal Palace at home uh, are a different proposition. They score goals. And this, this has been the big change for me in Crystal Palace this year under Roy Hodgson. They were a bit stodgy. Uh, yes, still, still a lot of draws, but many of those draws were nil-nillers. Now they're involved in shootouts. Arsenal 2-2. The game 3-3. They did beat Manchester City on the road 2-0. So I'm going to go with Crystal Palace here. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I'm going to go Crystal Palace 1, Aston Villa 0. Ooh, Mr. Gerard gets gets a spanking. A 1-0 spanking. I know, a 1-0 one... <laughs> spanking. All right, uh, Liverpool-Southampton. So it's Liverpool against their feeder club. Um, Southampton long shot here at plus 950. Uh, I don't see, quite frankly, any way they win this. It was interesting midweek that um, Jurgen Klopp played Mo Salah and Sadio Mane midweek. In a, in a match they really didn't have to win. I mean, they were already through in the Champions League. Um, and I'm wondering, I mean, they did they did put some other players in. Minamino was playing, etc., uh, etc. Et but I'm not sure that they're thinking that Southampton's going to present an enormous problem for them. That's always dangerous, by the way, with Liverpool and Southampton, because Southampton always seem to want to come to play whenever they go to Anfield. But be that as it may, I think there's no room for error at the top, and I can't see Liverpool dropping any points here. What, what say you? Well, I love the fact that you mentioned Southampton as the feeder club for Liverpool, and that certainly has been the case. Look, the Reds are the top goal scorers in the division. Uh, five past Watford. Five past United. It was a 2-2 draw against uh, Brighton. Even in the loss against West Ham, they still scored two. And then they knocked four past Arsenal. Southampton, on the other hand, they've actually had a decent run of form. I mean, they were unbeaten in their last four before losing to Norwich, which was a real surprising result. Yeah, and embarrassing um, as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, they, Norwich were the bottom club that moved them off the bottom of the table. So they're not scoring they're goals. Both. That's that's their problem, Nick. They've only scored eleven yes, goals in twelve matches. Defensively, they're they're quite good, though. Yes, they are. They they've got a young lad called Liver Amato who plays at right back. He's in my fantasy team, and I really like him. But there, there's nobody that stops the Liverpool juggernaut. Um, the fact that Salah played. And Mane played. I mean, they are just, they're so hungry. I'm sure they went to Jurgen Klopp and said, hey, you ain't dropping us for this game. We want to play every single game. Liverpool 4, Southampton 0. All right, 4-0 for the Reds. Uh, Norwich City hoping to, well, I mean, you know, they may be sinking, but they're thinking that possibly out there is, is, is a life jacket. Because, Nick, if they should win this game against Wolves and... You know, this is a Carrow Road. 
They could almost be out of the relegation zone. Not quite, but almost. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Wolves are quite good, actually, on the season. It's coming off a big victory at home against West Ham United. Unfortunately for Norwich, I don't see them getting any points here. I have to go with the Wolves win, even at Carrow Road. What say you? Well, look, new manager bounce has certainly taken effect. Uh, Daniel Fark's last game was a win, so Norwich have now won two on the bounce. Confidence and momentum are two very important qualities in the Premier League. But like you rightly pointed out, Wolves have been looking very good as well. I'm actually going to go uh, a tie in this one, and it's going to be uh, an entertaining tie, a 2-2 tie between Norwich and Wolves. Okay. So you say 2-2. I say 2-0 for Wolves at Carroll Road. Okay, that's it. So there you have it. I have, we have spoken. Brighton against Leeds. Leeds, the biggest disappointment on the season for me, to be honest. And Brighton, well, their season started quite nicely. They were up as high as fourth spot back in the middle of October. But they actually haven't won a match, Nick, since in the middle of September. And uh, this is go still going to be a difficult outing for them. Because Leeds, even though they haven't been getting the results, they are still tough to play, Nick. Yeah, look, Brighton are certainly, as you pointed out, they're winless in their last five games. They've you've yet to have a win. Leeds United have been yeah all over the shop, but I think injuries have really hurt uh, Bielsa's team this season. Yeah. I actually like Leeds United. They're very entertaining. Every game I see, I do play, too. They try and play football in, in the right way. Leeds I and Brentford, I have they're similar. <laughs> Similar way they play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought I thought against Spurs in the first half, Leeds looked class, and then it was only because you know uh, Conte managed to uh, kick some Tottenham players in the side that got their act together. But I, I think Leeds will get something out of this game. Uh, I'm I'm going to go for the tie. It's going to be one-one. I'm going to join you on that result, one-one. All right, uh, Brentford, Everton, and you know, Nick, I have to think Rafa Benitez is on a very very short timeline. Uh, at Goodison Park, because quite frankly, he has done absolutely nothing since he's come in except not win games. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting to see Benitez struggle because wherever he's gone before, even when he's been with poor teams, and we, we look at Newcastle United as a great example, you know, he managed to get something out of them. The fact that uh, Everton are now winless in their last five and they're losing games for fun is must be a massive concern. However... Coming into this game, Brentford are finding life in the Premier League a little tough as well. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for Everton to turn their season around, get three points and win this game. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly, but they're going to win it 2 nothing. I say 2-1, actually, because uh, Brentford do like to score goals, Nick. Yes, they do. Uh, and... But they can't, they can't defend. No, no, that they can't do. They can join a whole range of other teams in the Premier League that have the same problem. I tell you what, let's, let's uh, very quickly get to Burnley-Tottenham. I'm going to say Tottenham for this one. What say you? Yeah, I think the new manager bounce is definitely going to have an effect at Spurs. And they're going to win this one. All right, uh, Leicester-Watford. And this is a, a match we unfortunately don't have much time for because we've got to get to the two bigger ones. But uh, Leicester-Watford... I think, you know, this is almost a must-win for Leicester, and uh, Watford at times have been a difficult team to play. They're, they are really a crazy team, Watford, because you just don't know what you're getting. 4-1 against United, and then losses against 
Arsenal, Southampton, and of course that 5-0 tonking against Liverpool. Uh, I'm going to say Leicester City at home. I think Brendan gets this one right. Well, I think if Brendan doesn't get this one right, the uh, managerial noose may, da- may just start descending at the Power Stadium. But yeah, you'd, you'd like to think they're going to get it right. But I think, like you said, Watford are such a, a mixed bag of tricks. I, th- I actually fancy a draw in this one. I'm going to go 1-1. Okay, Nick Webster's 1-1. All right, and then uh, Man City-West Ham. Look, this will be a great game. This is sort of an understated match. We only have two and a half minutes. So I want to get to Chelsea Man U. Uh, I'm still going to go with City on this one, though, but it'll be a good one. I'm going to say uh, 3-1 City. Yeah, you can't help but back City. I mean, when they're, when they're at home at the, at the Emirates, they're a very, very strong uh, proposition. West Ham United have been going great guns, and you know what? The, the game they lost against Wolves was was a tight one. I I actually see this being a a tight result as well, but I think City will have too much for West Ham. I'm going to go two nil to City. All right, I'm going three one for City. All right, finally, Nick, we got a little under two minutes. Chelsea Man United at the Bridge, biggest match of the weekend by a long shot. Uh, looks like Ralph Ragnick will be on the bench for United, leading the team out. These players have got a lot to prove, Nick. They've got some statements they need to make, the United players. Um, the question is, will they make it? And Chelsea, well, they've been on just an incredible roll recently, and their Premier League chops have been incredible. They've only had the one loss that was against Man City. They have only conceded four goals, Nick. You got thirty seconds. How do you see it? Well, first off, I don't think it's the biggest game of the weekend. I think that's City against West Ham United. Yeah. But you're right. Chelsea and Manchester United certainly make the mouth water. Twelve points separates these two teams right now. Twelve points. It's quite incredible. Will we see and this is this I think this is the defining question, Nick. Will we see new manager bounce? Because, you know, we, we, we saw it last weekend. Can Manchester United turn the form book around? And this is in United's DNA. Just when you think that they're dead and we can kick the crap out of them, they find a way to get a win. Don't be surprised if they nick something 1-0. I'm going to agree with you, Nick. I think this is the almost, well, probably the upset of the weekend. I'm going to say 1-0. You're right about Man City-West Ham in terms of Premier League implications. That is a bigger match. All right, we are out of time in this break. We do have to step aside. We'll be right back after this to wrap it up. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber and Nick Webster with you here on uh, the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Nick Eber. He's at Nick Webster. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. So much that we've covered today. But, Nick, we are presented by betonline.ag. So let's give uh, the punters the picks courtesy of betonline.ag, shall we? Yes, we shall. Let me hear them. All right. Well, we started at the Emirates. Arsenal, we say, will beat Newcastle 2-1. At uh, Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, we say a draw, Nick. At Anfield, Liverpool, Southampton, we both say a Liverpool at minus 370. By the way, the Villa Palace draw is plus 235. Um, Carrow Road. I say Wolves at plus 120. Nick, you say draw, plus 245. 
Oh, I like 245. Uh, <laughs> Brighton leads. Uh, we say draw plus 240. Uh, Brentford, Everton. I say Everton. Uh, Nick, you said draw? Did we? No, we both said Everton, right? 2 1. Yes. Okay. Uh, Burnley, Spurs. Uh, we both think Tottenham are going to get this one done. Uh, Leicester City, Watford at the KP. Leicester City minus 155. I say they will win. Nick, you say a draw at plus 310. Uh, Man City, West Ham, in clearly the biggest match with Premier League implications. Uh, I, we both say Man City will win. I say 3-1. Nick, what did you say? You said a uh, little different scoreline, right? Okay, and Man City are minus 330. And Man United, Chelsea, we're both going for the upset here. Manchester United plus 485. Nick Webster, 20 seconds, final thoughts. Wow, that's a uh, very generous odds for uh, Manchester United Chelsea in a, in a you know just a, a head-to-head game. I think there is so much quality on both teams, but as you mentioned, United players they have got something to prove. Really, they've been in the toilet. Time for them to get their heads out of the toilet. All right, Nick Webster, always a pleasure. We'll be back with you on Monday. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy the football. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.